Okay, so I am recording on the mic. I'm recording on the master shot. And now I'm recording on the close-up on the side. All right, so today I want to talk to you about how do you convince yourself to believe that you are actually good enough? Um, originally, I think I was going to call this episode work is the pathway to freedom or something like that. That's what I'm always kind of telling my kids. Um, and, and this is why this is why it was a few weeks ago from when I'm recording this. And I, I was working with my daughter on math. That's kind of my thing. I do the math. My wife does everything else with her. And she was squiggling and squirming and wasn't just facing the problem. I was getting frustrated and I, I basically said, okay, look, you can't go into this, this kind of panic mode. Let's just, I'm going to show you, it's going to be like training wheels. I'm going to show you the process of how it's done. You're going to see that for a few uh, problems. You're going to kind of gather it. I'm going to work you through each of the steps. Then I'm going to start handing it over to you. And we started doing that. And gradually, she started to get it. And as she started to get it, she started to get more confident. And by the end, she was able to take it over fully by herself. She had the process. She got the results. So then my son, around the same time, we had a problem just pinning him down just to do the work, period. He wasn't really doing the work. He was uh, in some classes because he had transferred into a school. He was He was behind. And then it got kind of... So far, it felt like, how do you even catch up? So he kind of fell off and we had like three weeks of a real, you know, kind of bit of a struggle, but eventually incentivized him by taking some things away that he had to, you know, get the work done to earn those things. And it ended up being a really great thing. Um, at one point, he had gotten all of his work done and was fully caught up and was going skateboarding with his buddies. And he said, you know, I feel, I feel better, almost like, Something to the effect of, I, I feel like I've, I've earned it. It feels more fulfilling, which he then, of course, negated the next day. He's like, no, no, no. I would just rather not have the work at all, which, okay, great. I do think he felt the satisfaction of doing the work and then having the freedom, which is why, you know, work is the pathway to freedom. So I tell my mom these stories. My mom, uh, was a special ed teacher for a long time at my high school. And she hears the stories and tells me that, you know, she used to get, because she was really patient and she was good with kids that had learning disabilities, sometimes there would be other kids that weren't in the, the resource room that were, for some reason, it was just about graduation. And their teachers realized, oh, they're going to come one credit shy of you know, graduating because of some course that they never took. Like one, one of the stories was like a kid that transferred into the school and never took this math class that was way kind of beneath what he was, the level of math that he was doing. Say he was doing algebra or calculus and it was something that wasn't as hard, but he had never been taught it. So my mom was now tasked with, uh, you know, helping him cram for this test to, pass it and graduate with his class. So at one point they they she had to help 
a kid, I think it was this kid, with a certain thing. And for whatever reason, she had never learned it herself. And she said it wasn't that it was that hard, but she had never learned it. And all of a sudden she was like, I don't know how to help this kid. So she put her ego aside and was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to learn how to do this. She went back to the basics, even though it was kind of like, you know, beneath what her potential was. And this is as an adult, as a teacher. And she learned how to do the math. And then she helped the kid do it and graduate. She said that these kids that she helped in these situations, years later, she would see them in the grocery store or wherever around town or in another town. And they would come up to her like, Mrs. Del Negro, oh my God, thank you so much. You helped me graduate. And they really... They really thanked her for it. They hated her for it at the time. They were, it was like, why do I have to do this? But then eventually they thanked her, which is a lot of times as the parent or the coach or the teacher, you've got to be willing to be hated in the moment to have someone respect you and, you know, have gratitude for you later on down the line. Good lesson for anybody in a leadership position. So anyway, it, it's, it's, it made me think, you know, Work is the pathway to freedom. We don't always want to do it. Usually we don't want to do it, whether it's in the gym or it's work on a podcast or it's work as an actor or it's work in in whatever your field may be. There are times when you don't want to do it. That's what makes it a profession versus a hobby. I mean, uh, I think I had suggested the art of war in one of the newsletters way back in the beginning. And that's what that was all about. Basically, Stephen Pressfield saying, you know, the difference between an amateur and a pro is that the pro shows up when they don't feel like showing up. That's that's kind of the job. That's that's the gig. So anyway, I was going to name it that. And then I got this email from someone. Now, from when you're hearing this or watching this, this is probably like a month ago. But right now I just got this email and I'm going to read it to you because this is why I named the, I, the episode this. this. This young woman says, first off, let me just say that your podcast has been an absolute godsend for me. Three years ago, right before I went into college, I decided to put my acting dreams on hold because I assumed that I just probably wasn't good enough and that it wasn't, quote, realistic. As I've been thinking more and more about my future after graduation, I started to dabble with the idea of getting back into the industry, but found myself focusing on all the reasons it wouldn't work and all the reasons I couldn't do it. But your podcast has reminded me of the joy that comes in fighting against the odds, especially when it's for something you are so deeply passionate about. And while I know it won't be easy, I have been reminded that I don't need easy. I just need possible. I was just listening to your episode with Marie Forleo and loved it when you said, quote, a lot of bad acting just comes from people thinking they're not enough, end of quote. As I've been trying to reframe my mindset when it comes to pursuing such a difficult dream, I wanted to ask you, how do you convince yourself that you are enough as an actor? How do you actually come to believe in yourself, to believe that you actually are good enough? I would love to hear your advice on this, as I know that believing in yourself really is a key aspect to any career, but is especially essential for the acting industry, considering how much an actor must trust themselves in order to be fully present in a scene. Again, thank you so much for this amazing podcast and providing so much encouragement to all your listeners best. And then she says her name. I'm not going to say it because I haven't cleared that with her, but she knows who she is. All right. First of all, that's the kind of letter I want to get. 
not some, I mean, that's a whole other episode I'm going to do about people, you know, saying, I want to be on your show, not even introducing themselves, not even really listening to the podcast they want to be. That's a whole other episode. This is a great letter. She's really asking, I'm really, I'm so inspired by the question that I'm doing a whole episode about it. So the answer to your question is kind of what I'm saying, that work is the pathway to freedom. Work is the pathway to self-belief. And that's actually what I talked to my mom about originally when I was talking about my daughter. I said she didn't understand the math and she was wiggling out of it. She didn't believe in herself. She's like, I can't do this. We did the work, which was hard. She didn't want to do it, but she, we, we got her focused. She did the work and lo and behold, she started to get it. She felt confident. Confidence then builds it to be more fun. More fun makes you better. And it's just all of a sudden it's a spiral in a good way instead of a bad way. So uh, I'll go my, and my son, same deal. I'll go back to the last dance, which I referenced in the newsletter, the, the, the documentary on ESPN, 10 part documentary on the 1990s championship bowls, winning six championships, uh, Michael Jordan in particular, they focus on and his attitude. It is through the work You can talk smack all you want. He says it many times, and I keep saying it to my kids. He goes, I was a rookie. I I couldn't come in. I had no voice. I had to speak with the way I played. And so by game three against Milwaukee, he lights it up at the end when his whole team didn't believe in themselves and they were looking to the next game. He's like, no, 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 this isn't over. He takes it to the hoop. He almost single-handedly carries them on his back. Boom, Michael Jordan is born. Boom, the Bulls are on the map. People are coming. Everybody's showing up to the stadium. Think about what that one guy did with his work ethic, which which caused him to believe, which then caused his teammates to believe, which then caused the city to believe, which then caused, you know, kids around the world to believe that one dude who just said, this is what I'm going to do the work. Now, he's unbelievably talented, but so are a bunch of other people in the NBA. Why was he that much? Why was he that much further? Maybe that much more God-given talent? I kind of think his attitude. He always did whatever he had to do to fire himself up every single night. Right? So think about what effect he had on the economy, not only the local economy in Chicago, but in the country and then globally eventually. How she's asking. You know, how, what was it? Um, How do you convince yourself that you are enough as an actor? How do you actually come to believe in yourself, to believe that you actually are good enough? Well, you can't just talk about it. Everybody talks about positive thinking. Everybody talks about positive affirmations. Absolutely. Yes. Sometimes you can throw that out there and live up to it. But at some point, talk is cheap. You got to The reason you're talking is to get yourself to do the action. The reason you're talking is just throwing it out there to make yourself accountable so people aren't like, this This guy talks a lot of smack about how good he is, but he's not that good. But if you keep saying it, you're embarrassed to not be that good. And that embarrassment, because you put it out there, made yourself accountable, causes you to actually have to do the work. When you actually do the work, you get better. When you get better, you realize it and you get more confident. Other people notice it. They start to say nice things that get you more confident. 
then you're like, oh, I got to live up to this. Now you got to work even harder. It's not like it ends. It's not like the work ends. You've got to work harder, right? When you're, when you're on top of that mountain, you, you've got to work that much harder because all these people are coming up. And there's a, there's a great thing. We used to, there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary called uh, Pumping Iron. And at one point, and we used to quote this when we were younger, like eighth grade, my buddy, or 10th grade, I don't know. My buddy was really into Schwarzenegger. And, and they used to say, um, Arnold, uh, they say the wolf on top of the mountain um, isn't as hungry as the, the, the wolves that are climbing the mountain. And he goes, yes, but when you're on top, all the food is there. And it's true. All the food is there. The spoils go to the victor, all that stuff. But there are other wolves coming up that mountain trying to pull you down or trying to take your position. It's hard to keep. That's what's so amazing about that documentary, The Last Dance. A six-peat, two three-peats as champions. Everybody's got, there's a bullseye on your back if you're a Chicago Bull in that situation. Everybody wants to take you down and they still did it. That's hard. You have to work extra hard when you get up there. It's not like it goes away. So hopefully I answered your question. I love that question. I encourage letters like this all the time. If they're going to be thoughtful and they're going to be real, I'll do my best to answer them like this. Maybe not in an episode, maybe just in an email. Maybe I'll send you an old episode that answers it, but I appreciate it. Um, I want to mention we've got Dan Cortez coming on. Uh, this week, if you guys remember, he was the MTV um, VJ back when I was I was in college. He was a little bit older than me, just a, a few years. And <clears throat> he's another one of these guys. His job, I remember when we were in college, we we're like, God, that guy's got such a cool gig. I mean, like he travels the world. He plays like baseball and basketball with the greatest sports stars, you know, around and all of these, you know, big actors and when you hear his story, though, you realize the risks that he took and how he got to that position on MTV. It's really kind of a cool story. And he has it in his book. He writes about it in his book. But you'll hear this Friday how he he got there. And it wasn't like he just like it wasn't just handed to him. And that his story is actually as close to an overnight success as you could get because it really did happen like from a Monday to a Saturday, the actual thing. But the groundwork that was laid prior to that is what really made the difference and put him in a position to be this quote overnight success. So anyway, that's this Friday, Dan Cortez. Um, <clears throat> and he's got a book coming out called uh, step off how I went from Mimbo to man, I think is the actual title. Anyway, check that out on Friday. I uh, hope this was helpful to you and that's it. Boom. Boom.